All right, we're live. Episode 36. We are talking about something funny today. Not funny, I'm sorry. Is this uh, a laughing matter to you? <laughs> what guys find attractive in girls? Who? Yeah. <laughs> we're already slipping into dangerous territory because what I what? find attractive in a girl is probably going to be quite different than hmm. another guy. But we'll say on average what on most... On average, yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about that too, right? I'm just going to say most dudes have poor shit taste though, you know? (laughs) Same to you girls out there. You guys got some fucking (laughs) icky taste. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. So you can't can't, uh, pay much attention to what I'm saying. I've been having... Why are you tired? Well, you know, I've been working Mm -hmm. on the only girl in my life and Mm -hmm. she's a machine. (laughs) My van. Sweet cherry van. And she's uh she's not behaving, so the last injector yeah. won't come out it's stuck, and it's been a full on battle dealing with it pretty much. Yeah. I mean, several it's been mornings. there for a decade at least, right? Oh yeah, injectors. That injector yeah. has <laughs> 2005. Yeah, yeah. That injector is older than some of the listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. Our one fan. Hey, shout out to our fan in Korea, the kid. Oh yeah. Our- <laughs> Don't remember what your name was, but it's my nephew. <laughs> that's racist man well he was very sweet by the way yeah thank you yeah okay so i guess we're talking about on average what men mm-hmm. like about women in a romantic attachment type or are we talking uh i mean uh, it doesn't have to be um you know things in relationships or dating i guess but just in general like in general what guys find attractive in girls you know mm-hmm. I mean, first off first yeah. and foremost since the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound <laughs> your looks play a very pivotal role initially <laughs> which seems incredibly we, uh, shallow but touched on it a little bit when we uh did dating yeah, right there yeah, was we dating it, we yeah. did relationship something similar to it uh relationship dating and now this is, I guess, um, um, subset of those topics relevant. <clears throat> or all right, so let's let's just imagine a situation. I I think that's that's gonna make it a little more um, easy for us, right? We by the way, we didn't really talk about this prior to uh, filming this, so um, on the fly. Yeah, we're doing it on the fly. But let's say uh, we we're on a first date, right? You and I? Girl. Not not you and me. <laughs> I know as much as you want it. I don't whoa, want it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but um, let's say we're on a first date. Okay. Because we kind of know well about what girls like or what we should do on a first date, right? Listen to him well and, you know, uh, be attentive Wait, it's only on the first date? You mean I can drop it after the first date? No, no, no. I've been I mean, uh, up this entire of course, time. those things, some of those things apply to, you know, other situations as well. But just in order to, um, you know, bring up some specific things, I'm just, yeah. you know, talking about this on a certain setting. But uh, on a first date, uh, we know what girls like or what girls expect us to do or behave, right? Pick up the first check. <laughs> Oh, man, it's getting a bit reductionist already. Okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> Things of that nature. But uh, I don't think we often talk about what guys like or what guys expect. You know, I see what I, you're saying. Um, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Um, maybe it's been done before. Probably, yeah. But lately, I haven't really seen um, any discussion about this. So that's what I thought. And that's why I thought that this could be a little uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So as much, I'm going to start first. As much as girls like guys uh, be attentive and, you know, just active listening, guys like that too, girls. <laughs> you know, uh, we like to listen, of course, but we like, um, you know, girl in front of us be attentive as well, you know, and make eye contact. That's another thing. You know, some um, guys, I think... I don't know on average if they prefer eye contact with uh, making an eye contact with the girls. 
because I know some of the guys uh, who don't prefer making eye contact because they're shy. They don't know what to do. <laughs> Fucking cowards. Um, but I think I find that attractive for sure. On a first date, especially um, trying to make eye contact um, actively as we talk. Right. Yeah. Um, what else? Splitting the bill, sharing the bill, offering to pick up, offering yeah. to split. Yeah, for sure. Are those things that you have a preference? Me, I I always try to pick up the first tab because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like doing that. I don't really care necessarily if it's perceived in a way because I think there's a lot of dudes out there that potentially use that as a, well, I did this for you, I took you to mm-hmm. dinner, blah, 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 and then try to elicit something in exchange for that which typically it's pressuring them into, you know, an awkward situation, which yeah. I can totally understand why women or people in general are unappreciative of that because then it's a ploy to get an affection. It's not really like a genuine, oh, I just want to cover it. You mm-hmm. know, it's nice to meet you. Rather, it's a uh, a transactional type methodology that you're applying to your dating, which is, yeah. I think, disgusting for Anybody. Nobody likes that if they, if they can see it's going on. Yeah. So I think that's why people initially prefer just splitting the bill. Because it doesn't assume anything for either person. That's true. Yeah. Me personally, I don't care. I don't yeah, care me one either. way or the other. I'm either. actually almost completely indifferent mm-hmm. to... I just show up showing up and don't really have expectations. So mm-hmm. I would say I'm definitely not probably the average guy in that regard. Yeah. Um, so I don't know I, I don't know how much I can speak to what the average guy expects on a date because a lot of the average guys I know are just mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean they're average they don't get dates very often so they're probably stoked when they actually get one and they have no experience so <laughs> their expectations are kind of yeah. all over the place from person to person but meeting location like we talked before I think most mm-hmm. guys first dates as well I think most guys prefer to meet coffee or a bar for drinks. Because, hmm. again, it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's easy. Kind of converse. See where it's going, what you want. Me, Casual, personally, yeah. I prefer I prefer coffee dates. Yeah, same here. Or a walk or something. But, yeah, mm-hmm. coffee's the easiest way to know. Because you can always leave coffee. Like we've talked about before on the dating episode. Right. You can always just go do something after that. Hey, let's go get lunch. Or, hey, exactly. what you got doing later? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you sign up for like a dinner or something that's going to take a while, like yeah. you may not like them. You have to just deal with them. That's too risky. Yeah. You don't want to mm-hmm. be rude, but you're putting me in a position where mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be rude because we are just not compatible in any regard. Right. And I mean, compatible in the sense of maybe you don't have the social etiquette to mm-hmm. behave with dignity to understand. I'm rejecting you. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And same for me. If somebody does that to me, I can take it. Take it in stride. It's all good. No mm-hmm. worries. I get it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. fine. We just don't see it eye to eye in this thing. Yeah. I mean, as long as you do that politely, I don't think there should be any problem. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we talked about Wait, this on dating. But um, yeah, coffee date is perfect in my opinion because there's no pressure. Uh, even for guys um, worrying about bills and things like that. And it's casual. Uh, it's public. There are a lot of people in coffee shops usually. So girls feel safer probably. Uh, rather than, I don't know, somewhere dark, um, <laughs> clubs or things like that. That's kind of crazy. I don't know if anybody does that actually for the first date. You know, Go to choose a, a club. club. Yeah, I'm sure some do. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, maybe if you're younger. Mm-hmm. But probably also if you're doing that, you're probably going as a group or yeah. with a group of friends. It's probably mm-hmm. not this kind of. Hey, want to be at the club later? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> just by yourself. Yeah, or if they go out as a group, right? Yeah. You go to club anyway, and uh turns out that this girl or guy is going to club or going out with their friends anyway. Um, those kind of settings, yeah, it can happen. But even so, I guess it, this differs by age groups a lot, right? I mean, young people may do it, but I, I mean, that's just, that's crazy to me. Like, I wouldn't do that because I'm not criticizing them. I'm not saying that's bad for them. I just personally don't prefer um, any situation or any setting that I 
cannot have proper conversation. Um, that's why in, in reverse, I prefer coffee shop or, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess coffee shop, that's it. <laughs> or quiet place where I can uh, make conversation. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, I you're mean, trying. That's how you get to know somebody. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Obviously, actions are a byproduct of conversation, but typically people lead with conversation because mm-hmm. you don't get to get to the action part until you have some rapport or at least some understanding to kind of put their actions to their words. Right. So, yeah, of course you want to be able to mm-hmm. speak and talk. Not not that you need to share necessarily a lot of words mm-hmm. if you're on the same page with things, but, yeah, again, the coffee shop lends itself to the ideal setting of getting to know somebody in a more intimate regard, I think. Right. Plus, you get to drink coffee. Who doesn't love coffee? Yeah. Actually, a lot of the dates I've gone on, they always get tea. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> actually yeah. plenty who don't like coffee. Uh, but, I mean, still, well, that's what I check, actually. If if the girl says that, oh, you know, I don't like coffee, or I don't drink coffee, then I make sure that the coffee shop has some tea or other options, right? So that, you know, we can avoid some awkward, awkward situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, how thoughtful but, of you using Google so effectively. <laughs> Uh, also, another thing that I like to see on a first date is, um, I, I guess, makeup and proper clothing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, some girls who don't really care about that. Um, good for them. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, but I personally, um, I guess, don't really appreciate that. You know, it's a first date. You know, I make sure that I look clean and neat. I don't just go out with fucking, you know, I don't know. Gym clothes, chalk cell yeah, on your face. I don't do that. Yeah, me either. And then never, that's an opportunity for, you know, any of us actually, me, uh, us or uh, guys or girls, to shine, you know, show their style, show their, you know, identity in a way. Shine bright like a diamond? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's definitely an opportunity where you can try to express your... Mm-hmm creativity and also show that you're capable of playing the part yeah you know like oh yeah this person can dress up to a degree you know mm-hmm. he knows how to at least look the part yeah that, that, that's important that's an important distinction mm-hmm. i'm yeah i i don't care how somebody shows up personally on the first date mm-hmm. but i do appreciate any effort that's visible right yeah of course it's just something i can readily appreciate mm-hmm. not to say i wouldn't find other things i could appreciate or that it's going to be a deal breaker and how things go forward mm-hmm. but yeah give same same to me you know i want to give something the other person can appreciate like oh yeah. they took time to and obviously yeah, yeah yeah show there's there was effort put into this mm-hmm. kind of not like it's a oh just this is thing that happens every day that i happen to be doing yeah you know that's even if that's not the case maybe it is something that happens pretty frequently mm-hmm. you should still kind of put a little bit of effort yeah express it express it yeah for sure also what i think generally guys like to hear um is uh genuine encouragement i think guys find that very uh uh attractive we talk about first dates uh no generally just generally speaking you know Seems like there's the general things that men and women mm-hmm. appreciate are the same things that they appreciate about each other. It's the way you express it, though, right? Right. Um, so you're saying, repeat what you said. Uh, when when a girl encourages you about things okay. that, um, especially when you're doing not good, right? When you are down or, you know, you're having difficulties and things things like that. I think a, a lot of guys still have that, um, you know, echoing feelings from their relationships with mother, mm. right? And a mother is usually caring and, you know, they encourage you to do things, you know. They support you. They're very supportive, right? Mm. So guys find it really attractive when they see the quality from another girl. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before, uh, too. It's similar to, in this same token, 
I think this is this applies to girls too. That uh, a lot of people tend to find people, other person, who resembles their father or uh, opposite sex parent uh, attractive, right? Um, you don't think so? Oh no, no, I yeah. agree, but I don't think that's. Uh, I think it's an attraction by familiarity rather than mm-hmm. uh, personal and unique attraction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yes, totally, totally agree with you. And guys, for those out there that are hearing this, when somebody does encourage you, especially your significant other or potential romantic interest or even a friend, yeah. just check, take it with stride. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah. There's a lot of times where somebody's trying to be encouraging. I've seen this firsthand. I've been guilty of it. And rather than take it as encouragement, they take it as a criticism. Mm. Like they need the encouragement, you know, like right. oh, I can do it without it. I don't need, you don't need to do that. Yeah. But you just got to sit back and be appreciative of the, uh, the motive in yeah. that regard. Right. There, delivery can always be worked upon. It's going to vary from relationship to relationship, but mm-hmm. you know, along, you can go a long way by just appreciating the motive people are trying to have. Mm-hmm. That usually will help you suss out the language and the words they're using to kind of understand the idea better, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think that usually happens because of uh, because of this defensive filter that you use. You know, a lot of people, and I think most people do, and, you know, that filter can be uh, taken down when you re- interact with person that you know well, usually, like your really good friends we don't really use that filter right mm. there's no ego there's no really uh, insecurity when you re- interact with those people but when you do interact with people that you don't know well um in dating and things like that i think people typically have that this um you know activate this defensive mechanism right and then they can't even really hear another person's encouragement or positive message because they're um, really defensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. It's something we have to avoid even with ourselves. Maybe if we're trying to encourage ourselves, it's easy to get into a negative self-talk space within our own head. Like you're not capable of doing this. You can't do this. Like what makes you think today is going to be different than yesterday? Yeah. It can be very easy to run into these circles and let that dictate and control your very reality Mm. when it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it can be difficult to navigate these types of situations, mm-hmm. whether they're interpersonal relationships or the personal relationship with you have yourself or anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just be mindful that these paradigms can exist and maybe you're subject to it. Yeah. And the more you become aware of how subject to these things are, the more freedom you'll have to actually have a decision because for the first time you'll realize there is a decision. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can apply that to everything. You apply yeah. that into your relationships, your interest. Hey, maybe you're showing up. Maybe you're one of these average guys we're talking about, average in regards to, like, you know, mathematically average, not like you're an average person. I'm sure you excel in certain areas, but when you show up on a date and you have all these expectations, maybe you're missing out on the potential of who that person was, or even in a friendship regard. Maybe because you came in there with expectations, mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, this person needs to be X, Y, Z. Otherwise, I'm not going to have interest. Whether that's for, again, friendship, dating, mm-hmm. job, blah, blah, blah. If you open your mind, you actually be able to hear them, and they might teach you something. Or they might say something that resonates with you mm-hmm. that you never thought could. And it all comes from just coming there open-minded. Yeah. You know, an incredibly valuable thing to have. I mean, right. like we talked about in every episode, just discard the things that don't serve you, values, morals, ethics, whatever, mm-hmm. and choose to adopt the ones that do. Yeah. And people can teach you things, even yeah. people you strongly disagree with or you don't see any value or meaning in their life. Mm-hmm. They can teach you things. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, that really applies to just general relationship, right? Um, you you got to be authentic and genuine to... If you want that person, um, you know, is genuine as well, right? I mean, you can, you're not genuine and you expect, you cannot expect the other person to be genuine as well. I mean, that people can usually sense that when you're not being genuine, right? When you're trying to sugarcoat things about yourself and showing off or whatever those things that you associate with yourself, 
typical people can sense that, right? So, I mean, that's a baseline starting point, in my opinion, that if you want uh, to build really meaningful relationship with someone or moving forward, then at the very least, you got to be genuine. Yeah. And yeah. I think as you get closer to this ideal, genuine state, you stop caring about other people's states if they're being genuine or disingenuous because yeah. you only care that you're being genuine mm-hmm. and thus you can easily navigate circumstances and situations. Yeah. Because then you'll just come, oh, they're not genuine in this regard. And people are genuine to certain degrees in different areas and avenues of their life, of course. We mm-hmm. can't have complete genuineness and everything. It's just, I don't think it's possible, even though if we strive for it. Mm-hmm. So, again, it makes the kind of a deciphering process easier. Yeah. When you're genuine with yourself, it becomes easier to see what's an acceptable level of genuinity from somebody else. Yeah. And on that note, get out of here. You people that aren't paying for this. <laughs> We're going to talk to the genuine people like us. We're done with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the end of uh, the Free Virgin this week. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. Wait, I'll see you next week too. <laughs> so rude, this guy. <laughs> Welcome back, Patreon members. <laughs> Guess who's back? So Guess who's back? I, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> it sounded so emotionless. <laughs> Welcome back, (laughs) paying members whom we appreciate deeply. (laughs) If it wasn't for you, we could not do this broadcast we so love and enjoy. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're so tired today and we're so... I don't know, I guess uh, in a way a little bit depressed, you know, past a few weeks in Arizona here. So hot, literally unbearable heat. Uh, finally, the temp went down uh, since two days ago. Uh, Praise so, the splash. So it's, it's way better, don't get me wrong. But still, um, um, we have some problems, I guess. But, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We'll get you as soon as we meet these girls we like, <laughs> uh, we've been talking about for the entire episode here. So I'm just going to continue talking in this voice for the rest of the episode, and I'm not going to be myself. <laughs> That's what the people are paying for. <laughs> but um, I was going to say that I, I actually thought of one thing that uh, that is not too general or, um, or almost gender-neutral uh, element. Um, girls, I think, tend to think that guys think guys like girls who are shy or um passive and things like that i guess this is more true in asian countries for sure but i think here too that some girls think like that you know guys like this maybe not younger generation but my generation a lot of girls think that way that oh you're not supposed to be very active or straightforward with your feelings and things of that nature but actually, guys like the other, you know, guys like girls who are straightforward or even forwarding, you know? Don't you a think? Ve- a very small percentage of guys huh, like that. Really? Yeah, man. Our entire social structure and value system for women has to be mm-hmm. subservience. First and foremost, most attractive quality a woman can display for so long. Right. In Western society, in our culture. Right, yeah. I still think I- it permeates and it prevails. Even now, I think with younger people, it's changing drastically. Mm-hmm. But I also think a lot of dudes have no idea to do it with a girl that actually knows what she wants and speaks yeah. her mind. I think really? most, I think, I think people on average, male and female, find those those to be rather unattractive qualities, unless those things that they're talking about fit the societal norm. You know, <laughs> we almost feel. I almost feel like we're we're living in a different world, but. <laughs> Because I, um, I mean, I'm like that. I like, you know, those qualities. Do you think and... you're the average dude? <laughs> <laughs> and then I've, uh, you know, I, I know some friends who like the qualities too. Um, I guess they're not, you know, part of the majority. Uh, I would say, okay, here's the thing. I think most mm-hmm. people say, will stay right. openly, they value those things. But in reality, absolutely do not value those things. Wow. The second a woman has or a girlfriend's to compare their mm-hmm. love interest, something else that does not sit well with them. Mm-hmm. They feel attacked and just dis- like at risk for a lot of those things. 
Really? I mean, how many how many dudes do you know that have girlfriends mm-hmm. that would never appreciate their girlfriend commenting on somebody else's appearance? Like, oh, that dude's attractive. Oh, I guess that's not what I meant. I meant um, girls can say what they want as in in a relationship or in relation to that person he's, she is seeing or she is dating. Mm, not I see everything. What you're saying. Yeah, 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 right. Um, so, like, for example, like the classic example is that girls um, think that they shouldn't approach a guy, even if they like him. Right, uh, things okay. like that. So you're talking about mm-hmm. those types of things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, any. I think anybody appreciates that, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I know. I think guys, is... most guys do like that quality. Yeah. It's just that girls think that that's not okay or that could be actually that could make um make them look bad well yeah we call those girls right. sluts forever of course <laughs> they're gonna think that right right <laughs> so uh but yeah super reality, appreciated though. yeah i think most guys will like that yeah yeah or until it doesn't work out and they're like oh wait you do this to everybody you just say hello to everybody well that's an idiot i mean if you say that anybody says that that's an idiot I mean, girl can say that you. Most she people likes in this you, world are idiots. If she likes you, she's a slut. I mean, that's a fucking idiot. Well, you know? it's it's not the problem that she likes you; it's that she likes you, and she likes other people, <laughs> and she's liked other people, and she has an existence outside of you. Yeah. Bunch of pussies can't even deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, that's her problem or her thing. It's not yours. Yeah. I'm just like saying, it, just dude. No, no, dudes that dudes that behave like that are mm. the problem, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And I think on average, more men are way more likely to behave in that way than women are. There's yeah. women like that. Right. I mean, I've I've known women like that, but yeah, I think guys tend to be the the repeat offenders for these kind of narratives, though. Yeah. At least in my anecdotal experience, I don't know how you would conduct a survey. Because it'd be self-reported. And no dudes are going to be like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, dude, you don't have the self-awareness to fill out your name on the form, let alone <laughs> answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just being a hater. Yeah, I can sense that. I hate you. <laughs> I can sense that. I've been sensing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I know? No, <laughs> oh, so good. And, well, similar to that, I think the guy's... I don't know. I really don't understand, but some guys, I think maybe this applies to girls too. When you're walking on the street, for example, your girl looks at another guy, briefly, you know, it's not even like just staring at him or anything. And um, that dude appears to be an attractive dude, right? I think most guys can't really handle that. Don't know how to handle it properly. Yeah. They get mad even, you know? And they actually confront their girlfriends, you know? Oh, my God. Why did you look at him? So revolting. (laughs) I don't understand those things, you know? I Yeah, I can't. I can't understand. And, again, I'm not faulting somebody for feeling maybe the the pang of jealousy, but that's not how you handle the situation, right? There there needs to be a lot of introspection before even a conversation Mm -hmm. with your significant other. Um, and then, yeah, after that, then you can have a conversation, but hey, man, you're mm-hmm. more than likely in the wrong here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean this is like a reoccurring theme where you feel like your boundaries are being violated, mm-hmm. but obviously you probably, not obviously, you're more than likely haven't communicated this. You probably also don't understand your boundary and what you think it should be. But I think anybody with a bit of self-examination will realize mm-hmm. that is totally acceptable and normal behavior. And you're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Well, that's there you go. I think that is a uh, good summary of that kind of action that is you're blowing out of proportion. You know. Yeah. I mean, when I think people are naturally uh, attracted to uh, you know some visually pleasing things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just we're naturally attracted to it. That doesn't mean that we like to you know invest our time in it or you know, even progress with those things, you know. We yeah. just like to see those visually pleasant yeah, things. And that's you why know? you guys out there listen instead of watch on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. It's just yeah. 
it's a natural thing to appreciate beauty. Yeah. And again, people's beauty standards vary greatly, but I would say it's very normal to appreciate things you find beautiful. Right. And you're not going to be helping yourself or your partner out mm-hmm. if you restrict, if you greatly restrict right. people to explore just a glance at it. Yeah. Also, Do I'm you- the kind of guy that I smile at everybody. I smile all the time. I like to be smiling. So mm-hmm. I've seen it. I mean, even while when we're at the bar, you know, I'm smiling at this girl that's right. out with her boy. I'm not smiling because I'm trying to fuck you. I'm smiling because I'm happy to be out and alive. Yeah, that's and I'm true. just showing my appreciation. Like mm-hmm. I'm, and most dudes are like, I'm just having a good time. You know, you look know. at you all pissed, like they're gonna fight you or something. I was like, well, this dude bro, too. I know, I know. I couldn't believe that. That was oh nonsense. My God. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's silly behavior because yeah. the things that are threats to you are mostly only perceived threats in your mind. Yeah, they don't 100%. exist in reality. One hundred percent. And. Yeah slowly but surely over time you're going to erode your partner's Mm. belief and faith in you and their desire to be with you if this goes on long enough and guess what they're either going to break up with you yeah probably cheat with you yeah or they'll somehow subvert their behavior Mm -hmm. to maintain their their authenticity and their individuality right and it's going to cause problems within the relationship yeah how can it not we need to express ourselves yeah and truly that's crazy idea to restrict someone's preference or their feelings yeah you know, what they want i mean who, who the fuck are you try to shackle someone you know just because she or he is in a relationship with you that's a crazy idea you know yeah it's got to be a mutual thing i mean you can't if you really can handle it at least you can have good conversation about it with her or him yeah right yeah but just directly you know uh try to restrict them is a crazy idea to me i, I mean i totally and even agree. if you can even if you let's say you can okay and she's okay with it in her mind nothing's happening you're not doing anything to her you know she's just pretending to be in your restriction <laughs> right and then that's not yeah. gonna last that's not gonna last nobody can handle that nobody nobody can handle being not free for a long period of time yeah so yeah in any way, you're doing things wrong. Yeah. A completely wrong thing to do. I think ultimately it boils down to your lack of identity. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to express control over everything that bothers you or gives yeah. you an indicator that maybe perhaps mm-hmm. I should examine why I feel this way. So rather than feeling this pain, you know, sense of jealousy or whatever you want to call it, usually it's a hurt which I think is just it being mm-hmm. mis- mistranslated because you haven't examined it deep enough. But usually these are indicators yeah. as to some area in your life, in your belief process, that doing certain things will yield specific outcomes, such as, oh, if my partner, girlfriend, significant other, whatever, mm-hmm. looks at somebody else who's attractive and finds them attractive, they will cheat on me. Like, you're jumping through thousands thousands of steps if not millions slash billions of like thoughts interactions seconds blah 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 into this perceivable future and then immediately making a decision and saying this is wrong yeah you don't even understand where your partner is coming from or what they saw or what they Mm -hmm. maybe they thought wow that was a cool shirt and i smiled Mm -hmm. you know you're just drawing extreme conclusions that are totally unfair to not only yourself but to your partner as well. Mm -hmm. And then you're building your worldview around this lack of examination and you're going to maintain that identity into perpetuity? Perpetuate. (laughs) Perpetuity? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say it, but you all know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like, come on. Right. What are we doing here? What are we really doing? They're frustrating to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's frustrating to be a part of too. Yeah, I, as a good partner, you have to have understanding for what the other person is yeah. going through. But also, I mean, when I've been in that situation, I've been like, okay, hey, this is you know, we have the conversation where mm-hmm. we meet the middle ground and go from there. But yeah, there is a chalkboard in my head, and I tell them like, mm-hmm. you know, I I can't live like if things don't change, then this isn't we just we aren't compatible with each other. Yeah, so you fucking throw up that chalk mark. And then slowly or surely, like you either erase the mark altogether or you fucking start making more marks and then eventually it's going to end. Yeah. 
or you go in denial about it entirely and you find other ways to get satisfaction out of your life. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, girls, if your boyfriend is like that, just walk away from him, okay? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, have the decency to do a conversation, but if this is conversation number three or four, Mm -hmm. he's not going to change. Yeah, that's that's nothing but an insecure boy. And maybe the best gift you can give him is showing showing him for maybe the first first time in his life what self-love looks like. And sometimes mm-hmm. self-love is walking away from a shitty situation and a shitty person. Yeah. Not to say they're going to be shitty forever, mm-hmm. but in this moment, you're choosing to be shitty. Yeah. And I'm not going to continue to tolerate that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where doing the thing that's right for you and for somebody else is fucking hard. Yeah. It's hard, but you'll be thankful for it down the road and they'll be thankful because you're giving them an opportunity to grow yeah. for once they're going to have something strongly change their the story they've been telling themselves like i can live this way and this is the way to be successful yeah and you fuck that up for them you fuck it up destroy that picture <laughs> <laughs> you're aggressive you, you you rip that shit in front of them you throw it on the ground you burn it and you say good luck yeah, I 100% no, I mean, agree, though. Not, you don't have yeah. to be that mean about it, but you have to understand you're you're not helping anybody right. when you kind of um, dance around the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I have empathy. You know, I have compassion because those are good things for yourself to have. And for them, they'll be more receptive when you engage from this type of manner of behavior and thought process. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, life, I feel like life is too short to be hoping one day the yeah. person you're with, the people you're with fucking change. Wake yeah. up and share the values you do. Because there's yeah. people out there who share your values. For sure, dude. There, there yeah. are. Yeah. And you don't... You're going to be happy even by yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you'll learn how to be. Right. And that alone is worth doing. Even if you're not even thinking about trying to help them long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you, why are you staying in something? Yeah. Why are you staying with somebody that has these in- insecurities? Or these different value systems. Like, really, why is it? Yeah. Uh, then you look inward. Oh, maybe I'm afraid of being alone. Maybe I'm afraid my identity is tied into this person. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they fulfill you in some certain aspects. And people do that. People are multifaceted. They have good things, bad things, middle of the road things. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more you go through this process, the more you refine what you want and what you need from a relationship. The more you can come yeah. open arms and open-minded to new ones yeah with self-love self-respect and respect for them mm-hmm. so i think it's a great way to start and finish relationships open-mindedly yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and um i'm usually uh i usually think that if your partner is um let's say you have for the first time this major issue a conflict you know and you have disagreement I think usually it is, you know, ideal to have a conversation, try to resolve it, right? Um, and then give them another chance, right? Second chance or third chance. I think those are not bad. Yeah. But I think there are, you know, cases where you don't really need to do that or that's not going to work, right? Certain things that have to do with, you know, um, that things that can be only resolved by a thorough self-examination and experience you really can change that, but uh, you, you you really can convince them out of that kind of thing. Right? And if you could, would you really want to be able to yeah, exactly. like, be convinced into it? Like, right? You mean I could just talk you into my position? Like mm-hmm. you didn't even have to like go through any experience to arrive to it? Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, it's nice to kind of lead people and guide their minds maybe to something that they didn't realize before, mm-hmm. but something that that is that pivotal and like such a character identity. Like, I'd be extremely skeptical that they actually changed. I'd be so skeptical. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving people multiple chances. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's got to be for a different reason. Yes. Or there was progress. Exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. some measurable metric, more than perception. That's why it's good to write things down, keep a diary, keep <laughs> a journal, you know, to remind yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He treats me like this all the time. This isn't the third time. This is like the fucking 15th time. Yeah. Oh, look at my... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh shit. I've been being gaslit. I just didn't realize it until right. I go back and look. Because our memories are fickle. Mm-hmm. Our emotions are strong. It's easy to misrepresent and misremember mm-hmm. things that occurred. 
which is why it's awesome to have your journal or your diary to go back yeah. to because it was you wrote it yeah you were honest as long as you're always honest every time you write down you can go back and be like oh oh fuck okay oh shit yeah fourth yeah. time this month he's cheated on me damn <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna change though jesus i believe <laughs> he's not he's not gonna change right but stranger thing though we see that kind of couples a lot right this one person kids more than not to cheat and the other person doesn't leave it's very strange but i'm sure there's a um reasonable psychological you know reason for it yes and i can yeah. deeply empathize like mm -hmm. you know this is the thing you know people are, exist in this kind of contradictory paradoxical state all the time mm -hmm. even though i'm saying all these things i'm being like incredibly harsh and blunt if i was talking to somebody going through this situation i'd be totally mm -hmm. empathetic i yeah. totally understand we've all been there for the most part in some regard and yeah you got to be able to kind of understand how difficult it is for somebody to leave but you should also be encouraging. Don't pull your punches. Don't fucking lie to them about the reality mm -hmm. and what's going on. Because you're not helping them. Again, even as a friend, you're not helping them. But you also have to be using language that's acceptable so they can hear your message. right? If they're not hearing your message, then you need to do something to change it. If they're not understanding it, take mm -hmm. it to heart. You need to alter. And again, there's going to be people that can never understand your message. Sometimes yeah. you're only sharing the message because it's your truth. You know, for them, it's yeah. not theirs. And you can never convince somebody of that. And again, like we just said before, even if you could, would you want to? You want them to arrive to it on their own conclusions through their own process. Yeah, you can help guide and kind of navigate just like you're a coach mm -hmm. or you're showing somebody exercise and all these other types of things. But at the end of the day, they have to be the one to wake up and say, I can't continue like this. Something changes today, mm -hmm. and then they make the choice. And that is so much more valuable because when they make the choice for themselves, they learn how to do it. It's like yeah. the old proverb, you know, teach a man to fish, feed him for his lifetime. Right. Right? Like teach people how to use the tools they have mm -hmm. so they can make the decision that's best for them. Yeah. Because they will make the best decision for them with the right tools. I, I truly believe that. And even if they don't, even if you don't feel like it was the best decision for them, for me, as long as I know they used the tools they had accessible, not that my opinion matters at all, but I can appreciate them <laughs> a lot more. I have a lot more respect for somebody. And for me, that's going to be where my respect level boils down for that individual. Yeah. You know, how much are they using introspection, critical thought, mm -hmm. you know, all these tools to arrive to their choices and decisions. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So that's what we're, uh, we typically try to do that when we see a girl, a girl who, appears to have that kind of quality um especially in their bio and things of that nature <laughs> and when we uh initiate conversation about those things um i don't know why i actually started talking about this it has nothing to do with this topic but <laughs> a lot of them um don't have any opinions even about those things that they, they list they want to associate with. I know exactly what you're talking about. You should tell yeah. them though. Yeah. So the other day, um, not the other day, a few weeks, a few months ago, I uh, was in I was in Tinder. I saw this girl. This is in Thailand, right? Or no, this is before Thailand. I think so. Before Thailand, yeah. yeah. And then <clears throat> in her bio, she says she's uh, an Epicurean, right? So I asked her. Oh, then uh, there's this. Um, I don't know exactly what I asked her, but I asked her if you're an Epicurean, I think inevitably sometimes you have to decide between, you know, uh, pleasure, current, current pleasure and uh, pleasure in the future. There are time cases like that, right? So I asked her, oh, as an Epicurean, how do you deal with this kind of situation? And then she didn't even know what I was asking exactly. And uh, she didn't know anything about Epicurean. She didn't know anything about even... Yeah, um, it was in her bio. Yeah, yeah, it is in, it's in her bio. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very frustrating. I mean, I understand we all use synonyms mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. to try to appear more intelligent. There, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a bummer when somebody misrepresents themselves trying to appear one way. Mm -hmm. And again, we all make this mistake. But <sighs> it is hard. It's hard to see you. People will very frequently mm -hmm. identify as something yeah. in their bios in real life. But 
once you get to know them, even this could be quickly within seconds, you realize they are mm. not the person they claim to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pre- pretension um, is not attractive quality at all. You know, that's that's fake. Yeah. You know, so um, I guess. Um, what was I gonna talk about? I forgot. He forgot. He forget how this correlate to everything. How about we talk about some personal thing? That what do you find personally attractive in girls? I love a chick that has a rebellious spirit. Always have mm. punk attitude, tattoos. Just, yeah, I mean, I love that imagery because it <laughs> conveys the mind to me. Somebody who is rebellious and kind of like most girls. I mean, most guys like girls with tattoos for sure. Yeah, but the problem is I've. What? Same, you know, the same problem. The dudes have tattoos. Is they're just trying to maintain mm-hmm. a persona. They're not actually mm-hmm. that way, and that was kind of right. the. Uh, I mean, it was a big reason I never got a tattoo for a very long time. Yeah, because I didn't want to be one of those people that wears what they want to be on their sleeve without being that thing. Yeah, like I felt like I can embody it. I don't need mm-hmm. to show it. In yeah, any way I know who I am. I know how I am. I don't need to fucking label it on me. Yeah, but I mean that that's what a lot of people do, right? These days that yeah. they uh label themselves uh with certain things so that they can boost their identity, right? Um we talked about this a million times, but you know, people why do people love REI for example, you know? They go there so that they can f- they feel like, "Oh, I love outdoor stuff." <laughs> you know, yeah. um you know what I mean? Like if you own a thing from REI, like you, you some people even show off, you know, like, "Oh, you know, I have this thing, you know, you can make coffee outside, you know, but you never camp outside, why did you buy it?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think unfortunately as a society, we've kind mm-hmm. of we've arrived to the pinnacle of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. We believe that just simply identifying and understanding things at the base concept is mastery of it. And that is who I am. I'm an outdoorsy person. I drive a Jeep. Yeah. I shop at REI. I believe in health. I go to Whole Foods. Yeah. You know, but really you don't have any like sound ideas about these concepts. You don't apply them all your mm-hmm. life. You're only doing it because you want to be perceived as this label. Because right. that label is trendy and popular as shit right now. Yeah. But you're not that person. Would you be doing this nobody else was? Fuck no. You don't yeah. give a fuck about that. Yeah. You might okay, you might you might on some kind of surface level yeah mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that maybe there's some inkling that you know there's a level of truth there mm-hmm. and you can appreciate it but you've misrepresented the fucking little sprout that's peering out of the ground it's the mm-hmm. whole root system yeah getting to the root system is super yeah. complex and complicated and that is the true identity because mm-hmm. then you'll care about the whole thing and it'll have every af- uh, it'll affect every avenue of your life but you know fucking merely yeah. adopting these ideas and these principles mm-hmm. yeah and those pretentious qualities or false labels that you associate with yourself will never satisfy you ever because that's not your value that's not something you like or that's not something you want to pursue it has nothing to do with your essence therefore it'll never satisfy you yeah so it's a service to yourself too it's not just to like other people as well you know it's just Mostly, it's the service to yourself. Yeah. Look, face it. If all you do is ever change with the cultural trends, you have no mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. And the cultural trends can never always be heading in the right right direction. That's impossible. I'm not going to say they can't be doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Surely, culturally, we could be heading in the correct direction for a certain amount of time. But it can't be in every specific region. And like popular and cultural... Um, what dominates those popular narratives mm-hmm. cannot always be right. They just can't be. Like right. we just have to face the reality that just because most people support it or behind it doesn't mean it's good mm-hmm. or that's right. And even if it is, if it's not good or right for you, and you didn't arrive to that truth through your own experience and thought process, mm-hmm. then you're just putting on somebody else's mask. You're yeah. just trading one mask out for the other. Mm-hmm. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping society. You're not even contributing. Mm-hmm. You're just wearing another mask that has been gladly given to you. And that looks better than the other one. That's mm-hmm. more popular. More people wear this one. You're going to fit mm-hmm. in. People are going to understand you. The language you use is going to be more relatable. But it's not your language, not your mask, mm-hmm. not you. 
And right. you've conflated these two things. You've conflated them. Right. And that is only escalated because of the social media culture where popularity is everything, right? So yeah. people choose things, associate with things that will make themselves popular or visible, more visible to the public, more visible to, you know, whatever on social media, right? I think that's what social media is doing today, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to just talk about social media as um, s- certain evil force. I'm not Definitely saying not that, force, but I yeah. think I'm, I'm just saying that the nature of social media is really driving this trend, or even consumerism. I, if anything, is this escalating, intensifying it, right? So our patrons are not like that. We know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Patreon. <laughs> and hey, look, we're all like this to some degree. You know, we're all susceptible yes. to this thing. We're we're not some gods that have arrived to this. We're not sages, yeah. yeah, fuck no, absolutely not. Like mm-hmm. we want to head that way for sure. And again, this criticism is more of a criticism of, you know, the lives we don't want to live. We're not right. we're not critiquing, not heavily like criticizing people out there that are on this path and on this journey. Just trying to. P- provide awareness that maybe you're one of these people on it mm-hmm. you know and maybe we're on it too in right. some ways like maybe mm-hmm. we're still on that path i can't deny that um but we're just trying to highlight the potential pitfalls that mm-hmm. are out there in society and civilization for all of us and you know shine a light on it so that yeah. maybe we can just become a little more aware and give yeah get the freedom of realizing this is not the natural state this right. is not the truth you know the capital t truth Right. I think it's important to continue to talk about this because yeah. it's been an ongoing issue for thousands of years. I mean, yeah. under different names, right? Yeah, I don't think we'll ever escape it. Right. At least, like you said, we're not really free from it either just because we're subject to this world and qualities and values. But at least we actively try to stay away from it. Make yeah. sure that, oh, do we like this? Because... Why? Why? Why do we like this? Why do we actually choose to do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you should actively actually continue to evaluate uh, things around you, things that you're interested in so that you're not going to, you know, um, um, fake yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, self-deception is the only mm-hmm. real deception we experience. Deceiving. Mm-hmm. Because... Serious one. Yeah. Self de- yeah, self-deceiving is a very serious one, actually, that yeah. some people are not even aware of it, yeah. right? So, I mean, we, we suffer from the same level of delusion in some regards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah, but it does. We, we all do. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, for our Patreon members, working, right? We're trying to work, get things done, mm-hmm. but we don't always plan our schedules tight enough to fit everything in, and then we run into situations where we're underprepared or we don't Mm -hmm. feel like we're executing as well we could have, right? Because we're just eluding ourselves of, we only have so much time in the day. And not to say this happens every time or say, for example, we get high at night. We don't have food. All Mm -hmm. we have is like junk food. We've set ourselves up for failure. Yeah. You know, nobody's like able to escape these situations entirely, but we should do our best to prevent them or at least put in place mechanisms behavioral or otherwise mm-hmm. to prevent lapsing back into this delusion right right that's yeah. why we continually read continue to be introspective continue to write you know plan schedule it's all these things to do to not delete delude ourselves of the nature of reality right and the limit of finite time mm-hmm. right in other words we try to live our lives solely based on our values yeah. Right. That's a totally continual work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yes. Continuing process. As we said many times, truth is a moving, t- moving target. It's not, it's not going to stay in the same place um, because you change. We change. Yeah. Yeah. We learn about new things. We grow. You know, certain Most values really do not stay as it is because your value system changes. And then those values have to change accordingly. Right? It should. They should. Right. So that's why you should, this process is, that's why continuous process. It's not just one-time process that you're done, right? Yeah. And maybe if nothing's changed for your life in the last, you know, year, five years, 10 years, whatever yeah, it is. that's a good point, yeah. Maybe it's time to sit down and really take a deep mm-hmm. look at your values, write them out, 
and then try to elaborate them. You know, give a paragraph to every value. Value mm-hmm. honesty. What does that mean? Elaborate on it. Yeah. And then start trying to apply that to situations and see if it holds true to every situation. If not, maybe that value needs an adjustment. And then you right. can do that with any number of values. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be surprised. I mean, we've been going back and rewatching a lot of things we haven't watched in years and we have such a different experience of it yeah. because our values system is different right and we see and appreciate things differently mm-hmm. that we couldn't have otherwise and that's really what you're potentially robbing yourself of mm-hmm. the world can be made new again with fresh eyes just by changing your value system yeah you know how fucking cool yeah you know don't be a hater just appreciate it yeah don't be like me don't hate <laughs> all of these dudes out there just appreciate it bro <laughs> We've been talking about this uh, sort of modern crisis on um, in uh, identity, <laughs> rather than <laughs> what girls, what guys like. <laughs> in girls, <laughs> sorry guys, we always fall back into this. <laughs> it's just so important, <sighs> right? But um, on that note, let's talk about a couple more things before we uh, wrap up. I personally find, of course, there are many qualities. Um, if girls are really good at sports or in sport, that is so goddamn attractive. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing, especially uh, combat sports, boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, karate, you name it. And um, climbing too. Oh, climbing. When, when, girl, when girls are good at climbing, they, unlike guys, um, they look so flowy. Oh, super yes. flowy. It's just so beautiful, yeah. you know? Because women are, you know, on average, much weaker than men, so they mm-hmm. have to develop a movement skill set mm-hmm. to compensate for that. Right. So, on average, yeah, you see women, even the lower grades, again, you see them climbing way more effectively and efficiently, mm-hmm. and like they're dancing on the wall versus dudes yeah. who are like, yeah, I can't just cut my feet, yeah, Jack. <laughs> okay, like, get out of here, dude. <laughs> you're never gonna get better. Like, you, your strength right. is insane for women. You know, like if you're never able to cut or like, you know. Right lean into the street you're never going to improve so we both mm-hmm. have to improve in different ways but i totally agree uh check that's a fucking crusher at her sport or whatever mm-hmm. it is honestly even women that are just even mid-tier you know I mean? they don't have yeah. to excel just the fact that you're getting after it and trying to improve to me that's so attractive yeah or girls at skateboard fucking love that i'm like yo yeah like that's too yeah, yeah. I basically appreciate anything in a woman that I felt like I never naturally was gifted at or didn't have the mm-hmm. skill set. Right. I'm always like, fuck, man, that's attractive. You have what I don't. Yeah. Teach me. <laughs> and then let's break up and let me cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh. I think that's uh, pretty common, right? Uh, a person finds uh, another person's quality attractive because they don't have it. Right? Uh, you know, I... I think once you're in a relationship, you can. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think initially, people kind of find those things uh, at odds. Like we don't share the same quality or a hobby or whatever, mm-hmm. so they're not attractive. Whereas I'm the other way. It's like I don't have that hobby or interest, right. so I'm super interested in you. Yeah. Just because I don't understand it, I want to. Right. Yeah. Because I know yeah. it speaks deeply to them as much as climbing speaks deeply to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious what that looks like in that manifestation. Right. True. Also. Um, when a girl is interested in unpopular things, that's really attractive too. Oh, yeah. That really attracts me because I know, like, I'm almost certain that she does it because she really likes it. Yeah. Because it's unpopular, right? It's revert. I mean, uh, against what what we just talked about minutes ago, the popularity thing, you know. So, um, like for example, when I see. She, uh, her major is philosophy, for example. Like, I'm not saying girls don't study philosophy, by the way. It's kind of rare on average, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Saying. I mean, find anybody. Mm-hmm. Philosophy is uh, Yeah, that's true. Even guys, right? So I, when I see that, like, oh, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. Yeah. yeah. No matter what. Maybe she can teach me. I don't know. But I'm very interested. I get interested in girls who has uh, have uh, hobbies or interests that are not popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I guess we're rapidly approaching the hour mark here. So yeah. Maybe it's time to wrap it up. But thank you, Patreon members. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah, really. And we yeah, uh, we have the coffee back. So, yeah. Patreon members, if you hear this and listen to us, we will send you a free bag of coffee. Just write us a comment on Instagram, yeah. YouTube, or something. You know, just being like, hey, literally anything. Just 
you know, mention it. You don't have to tag somebody or anything. No garbage like that. We have a lot of coffee, and we'd love to mm-hmm. to share it with you. So yeah, sounds good. Well, right. thank you guys. See you. Bye.